This morning we are going to be in the book of 1 John chapter 4 beginning in verse 11. I want to read down through verse 17. It is a portion of scripture. We have been going through the book of 1 John and we've been looking at so many great truths in this book and I and I pray I hope it's just been blessing you like it's been blessing me. It's it's been calling me back as a Christian to follow the Lord in amazing ways. You see God speaking through this mighty book. Uh, through his Holy Spirit in so many ways. Beginning in verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and no one who abides in love, and, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world." I have a picture I want to put up on the screen this morning, and you can look at this with me. And it shows us the largest river in the entire world, the Amazon River. It runs about 4,300 miles as it snakes from its very earliest site, which is called the Monturo River up in Peru on your far left-hand side. And that for many years, people did not even know where this river began, but most people say that is probably the origin of the river. As it flows out through the Amazon, there are over 1,000 tributaries. You can see a few there that feed this massive river. By the time it hits the Atlantic Ocean, over by Belém, Brazil, to your right, and Macapá on your left, it is now 150 miles wide. It is over 300 feet deep, and its thrust is so powerful that it is moving out into the Atlantic one over 100 miles with fresh water. That is the Amazon River, providing over 20% of all of the fresh water for our world just coming off of that mighty river. Over 200 bird species, I mean fish species on that river, there's actually a dolphin, a freshwater dolphin that lives in that river that gets very large. But as we're looking in the Word of God today, there's something, just look at the map a minute to get, the, get what we're speaking of. We are going to be looking at something that John has been teaching several times, but that is first love, and love has a source. That source is God. We're going to see love's flow or channel as it moves through the word of God, it moves through our life, and love has a channel, and that channel is us. And we're also going to see 
loves the, the overflow as we come out toward the end and the discharge goes way out in the Atlantic. And to remember as we look in these passages today, love has an overflow. Love goes beyond us. Love reaches further out. It does some amazing things. For many years, people at the at the very at the people used to think that it was on the Negro River was where the head of the Amazon was, and that's where people believed for many years it was. But as the years went on, they recognized no, the Monturo River in Peru is where it began. If you go there, I am told there is a cross that is placed over the place that most people believe that it begins. It begins very, very small. It just keeps spreading. As we look into this lesson today and we study these verses, we will see how love spreads. It isn't intended to stay at its present size. Matter of fact, I was reading the Amazon keeps spreading out around six feet every year as the waters of that Amazon keep washing the banks. And John, as he is writing his, his epistle, you'll notice this a lot of times in John, he just keeps coming back to love. And we think, well, why does he do this? It almost seems redundant that he would come back so many times to speak of loving each other, loving, loving, different ways. There are so many different dimensions of love. That's one thing. The angles of love through which we see in the Bible are many. God's love, that's the source. We'll see that this morning. There's another reason, though, that John has probably mentioned this. It's probably one of the first things that Christians forget is love. It escapes us in the middle of busy lives and intense conflicts and trials that come in so many ways. And so as we study this uh, beautiful part of the word today, we will let the Amazon River go, but recognize love has a source. And that source is God. We see it in the first verse. It is so important that when we think of the love of God, love, the source of love always begins with God, always. It's always God first. God is first. Everything begins with God. In the 11th verse that we had read, beloved, if God so loved us, there it is. John is appealing, but he's saying, if God loved us, if God loved us, we also ought to love one another. Many writers say that's one of the real clear biblical commands of the word of God. Uh, if God loves us, we love others. If we are loved by God, we love others. But the source of all love, agape love, that love that is so pure and righteous is God. Sometimes we miss that. We say, if I could just get a little more inertia, maybe I could love better. But love's origin is with God. The source is with God. It begins with God. Every way we turn, we see this incomprehensible, incomparable, incorruptible God, undefiled, pure, free from hypocrisy and pretense, and this is the love of God. Many times we miss this because we see God as an angry God. Uh, flesh says God is an angry God. He's just waiting to strike me in that one place this week that I blew it. But God's love is amazing. 
And to understand love, we must understand the source of love, which is God. It overflows, it pours to us, but it also channels through us. And we will study that a little bit deeper this morning. John 3.16, we all probably could quote it here, many of us. Such a beautiful verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And there is Christmas, isn't it? That God so loved the world. Notice that. He gave. He extended that greatest gift that we've ever received, which was his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and 8, so many verses could be drawn here, but just to get a picture as we're looking at the, where love begins, but God, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It begins with God. God demonstrates that love in that he sent his son who died for us at Calvary. Now here is another verse that is kind of, maybe it's not been perplexing for you, but at times it's been kind of perplexing for me. John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this will all men know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. And he brings up this area, I'm giving you a new commandment, we get that. And I want you to love other people like I have loved you. All love begins with God, and the power to love someone else comes because we realize God's love. As I have loved you, and then I, and it's like Jesus reminds him again that you also will love one another. And it's so interesting. He says, by this all men will know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. What draws people to Jesus? Loving others. What makes the difference? You may, look, you may think of the people that have spoken in your lives at different places, but those who have exemplified the love of Jesus uh, draws so many people to Jesus. You know, we've all struck out on some level in love. Somewhere in life we've tried and it didn't work. You can all relate to it. Somewhere you've tried Maybe it was a friend, a brother, a colleague, a, a companion, a child. It didn't work. But as we look at this origin of God, everything starts with God. It is important that we recognize that we don't have enough energy, ability, or connections to love like we should love. Matter of fact, I read about this young guy that was chasing a young woman. And he wanted to marry her so bad that he purposed that every day he would write her a love letter, and he kept writing love letter after love letter, and nothing was happening with this gal. So he increased his love letters to three love letters a day, and he just kept on going. And the, the account I read said he may have the Guinness Book of World Records. He wrote 7,000 love letters to his girlfriend, and she married the postman. <laughs> it didn't work. Now, we probably don't have anyone here who wrote 7,000 love letters, but we've tried things that didn't work. 
And as we look today at the Word of God and we think of the source of all love being God, it is important that we see we don't stop there. Oftentimes when God says, I want you to love others like I love you, we say, I'll try, Lord, because you've really loved me. But God says, no, I'll give you the tools. I'll give you the power. I'll give you the secret if you'll listen. If you'll go in the Word of God, you'll find how to love. And what God begins to show us as we look further into this passage is how to love and what is the power of love, the channel of love through which God's love flows to us. And in the 13th verse, we begin to see John opening up the channel, not the the Amazon River channel, but he's opening up a channel through which he wants John's children to see God loving through you, God loving through me, not me, but God, and God loving through me. And at first that sounds probably kind of like just a lofty theme, but let's read verses 13 and 14 together. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. We we grab that again. We know that we abide in him and, and he in us. We know, notice how many times John brings that up, that we abide in him and he abides in us. And this is what is beautiful about love is not only do we abide in Jesus, but Jesus abides in us. It can't be one way. Love is beautifully manifest when it is mutual. It's working both ways. It's flowing. There's an incoming and outgoing of the flow. And John says, we know that we abide in him, and he, Jesus, in us, because He has given us his spirit. And here comes that little secret. Inside us, as Christians, we have his spirit. God gives us the spirit within us through which he will love through us. God comes in us, he indwells us, and he empowers us, and then he says, now I'll love through you. And we say, what in the world is this all about? Let's go back to the Old Testament just a minute and let's look at examples in the Old Testament of men men and women who walked with God. And there was one truth that was evident in every one of those people's lives as they walked with God, and that was God was with them. He was with them. It could have been Noah, it could have been Abraham, it could have been Isaac, it could have been Jacob. God with them becomes the message of the the prophets, the patriarchs, the kings, the men of God and women of God. God was with them. But get this, because this is so important when we look at this area of love and we say, Lord, what did he say? Today we come into the New Testament And Jesus gives us new commandment because he says, not only am I going to be with you, I'm going to be in you. I'm going to dwell with you. Look at the passage with me here. By this we know that we abide in him. We've got that part, but notice this. He is in us. I indwell you. Because he has given us of his spirit. 
I am in you through the Spirit. Now something's different, way different than before. Yes, God was there. God took men and women who looked to him, and God did amazing things. But today, he says, I will be in you. Love not only begins with God, but love dwells within us. Inside us. Through his spirit. Now, I've, I've just got a couple of verses here that just speak so beautifully. And the word, I, you know, when you prepare messages like this, you get all these verses and I go, okay, God, it's too much for today. But you go home and study this and you'll just keep on seeing it. If you've got anything like uh, uh, treasuries of, of illustrations, if you've got concordances, it'll just open up this area of God in us, dwelling within us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. And Paul seemed to insinuate that the, this church at Corinth may have not got this truth. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? This is different, not just with you, in you. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 21 through 22 in whom the whole building being fit, fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit, God dwelling in you. 2 Timothy 1 and 14 Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Timothy is who Paul's writing to. The treasure which has been entrusted to you. Guard it, it's inside you. That spirit in you, guard, protect. He is within you. Colossians 1 and 27. To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of, of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And here it comes. Which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. You see, love originates with God. God is love. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. He is the light that we've already studied that lights every man that comes in the world. But God indwells us through the Spirit to give us a power that we do not possess to love because God is loving through us. There's some places right now as I think of this season that God is asking every person here to let me love through you. I don't know where that is. God's been speaking to me during this time and just as I've been studying it. But this is so important because love in its most beautiful applications are never going to be uh, declared until the flow goes through us to others. One of the great writers of, of, of theater for many years was a man by the name of Oscar Hammerstein. 
Some of you know of him. Oscar Hammerstein was on his deathbed, getting ready to die, 65 years old, and this young woman was beginning for the first time to sing in front of amazing crowds. And some of you know her too. Her name is Mary Martin. He had taught Mary. He had watched her mature. And Oscar had one more message for Mary. And this is the message that Oscar wrote to Mary. Dear Mary, the message was given to her right before she got up on the stage that day. Dear Mary, a bell's not a bell till you ring it. A song's not a song until you sing it. Love in your heart is not put there to stay. Love isn't love till you give it away. And we're thinking about the channel of God's love and what John is writing about and God in us, Christ in us. That power that runs through the channel of our hearts. You see, we're not, we say, well, this little heart isn't, uh, we're talking about 4,300 miles on the screen. But God's love channeled through our hearts expands far greater than the Amazon River. And I pray that we can see that by the end of the message this morning, because it is so amazing how God works. And as we begin to see this flow through us, God in us, this flow through us, I, I'm guessing that everyone here, if we're truly honest with God, have one impossible situation in your life. One. Guaranteed. I've noticed if God removes that one, he usually puts another one there. Have you ever noticed that? This one goes, this one comes. But when we're looking at this this morning, we begin to recognize that this love that flows through us is so amazing. In John 4, verses 15 and 16, again, let's look at the flow of God as he is in us, not just with us, but in us. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Have you ever just been to that place? You said, I don't know what to say. I love those people. I love that person. I don't know what to say. Notice what it says here. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Now notice the twofold aspect of abiding. God in him, but we in God. This is the indwelling. God in us, we in him. It is this inseparable bond that God desires that we recognize in Jesus, that, that we can love because he's there. He's inside us. He's indwelling us. He's doing these amazing things. 16, we have come to know and have believed the, God, the love which God has for us. You know, I love this passage because of how John lingers on something that gives me a little bit of hope, and I think some of you too. He says, we have come to know the love. He's, it's like John says, I didn't just get this. It might be some of us have kicked ourselves because we thought love as we came into Christ was like this faucet. We could turn on and it would just flow. We didn't understand the origin of love 
and the power of love and where that power flows from. I didn't understand that. But notice what John says. He says, we have come to know and have believed the love which God has come to, comes to us. And one of the beauties of God's love is God's love is he's also compassionate. He is long-suffering. He is merciful. He gives us a chance to learn about his love. You think about that as a young couple and you come together and here you are as a young couple in Christ. And, but you're still learning. You're learning those traits and those weird things and those things that you didn't really know on that first date. You're still learning. God does the same thing. He lets us keep learning. And what is beautiful is today, even in the Word of God, we get to the privilege of coming to know and believe the, the love that God has for us. Look behind me at the light as we read the next verse. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God, and ab God abides in him. And notice that beautiful woven relationship that's bonded together in the Spirit of God. God's in us. We're in him, we abide in him, but he abides in us. And together, him working in us and through us, we can love. Difficult people, very, very hard situations, things that we don't, we don't really think about. But how many times have, have we listened to that lie? I have listened, you have. It's that lie that says, no, you can't love there. I won't go down that road again. Been down that road. I'm not going there anymore. You know, I was reading the other day uh, how it's such a challenge for those that are older to lose weight and how it's just harder today to lose weight. And the writer who is writing says that the reason is is that the older we get, the harder it is to lose weight because by that time your body and your fat are really good friends. You're enjoying each other. Now, this is a challenge in the flesh. We enjoy flesh. I don't have to go there. But when the Spirit takes control, when he indwells us and empowers us, God says, no, let me love through you. It's not you loving then. It's, it's God loving through you. And that's one of the reasons when I look back, we look back at that verse in, in John 13, where all men will know you're my disciples because they see the Lord through us. They see God. They see what he is doing in the most amazing ways. You know, when, when the Amazon River gets to its mouth, we, we said it's, a, it's 150 miles wide and some places 300 feet deep, and it's pressing out into the, into the Atlantic over 100 miles and to get a grasp of the volume, I, I just took one little simple calculation that every, there's something that's referred to as the thousands of cubic feet per second. The Amazon is referenced in millions of cubic feet per second. And by the time it hits the, the mouth, and some of you have seen the mouth of the Columbia, by the time it hits the mouth of the, great, of the Atlantic Ocean, it's thrust. And what's dumping in there every single second is 60,000 full large swimming pools of water every second. That's how much water is going through that river at one second. 
When love, when Christ begins to indwell, when his spirit begins to work, when we grasp this truth, when he is in us, loving through us, when we see his, he is the originator of all love, he is love in every way, the power, there is no limit to the power of love. The depth of love, the broadness, the millions and millions of people that are fed off of the tributaries of that river are overwhelming. They've got fresh water. Love brings things fresh. It freshens relationships. It freshes in, in trials and hardships. It freshes, refreshes in so many ways. There's a verse in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. I want to put up on the screen because this verse has spoken very deeply uh, to my heart in the course of my Christian life. Let the love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Linger at that verse with me. First off, Paul is saying, I want us to let the, the love of the brethren keep flowing, but don't stop showing hospitality and to strangers. Could I encourage us here that one of the places that God's love is shared in a powerful way is through hospitality. Just a way that God calls you to open the door of your life. It might be the door of your home, but Paul is saying, I want it to, be, to, to continue. And notice what he says, show hospitality to strangers, to people you might not even know. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Do you think you've ever had an angel walk in the door of your home and you didn't know it? There's just been a few I've wondered later. I've had some people walk up to me in different places, in airports and all over, and speak a word that when they were gone, I wondered if that was an angel. Did God give a word of truth to someone that I needed that I never knew? But Paul just simply says, I want you to let this continue. You know, Deb and I, as we lived in Washington 25 years, we lived in areas that got really cold up there. I can remember one time it got 30 below in the town of Ellensburg, Washington, four nights in a row, every single day, and it hardly got above 20 below in, in the day. And we lived right along a little river. And what was the most crazy thing is after the four days, we, we got to one of those... Uh, one of those great warming trends, and all of a sudden, we lived along a river, and it just melted, and we had ice jams flooding our house and everything else. But we had this little cabin up in the mountains, just on the eastern side of the Cascade Range, and it had a, a heater, but when it got hot, there a cold, there's no way you're going to keep that place warm unless you keep the fire going. And I can remember one night reading this verse, and it just caught me that what Paul was telling me at that time was take another log and put it on the fire. You know, we used to have a lot of guys, uh, people there, families. We'd have our own family. We'd have fellowship kind of fill up the place. But if you didn't keep putting a log in the fire, the fellowship was going to go out. Now, when the Word of God speaks of letting the brotherly love continue, I believe there's, there's an application for all of us, which is just, just put a log in the fire. What God asks you to do, do it. Just make the fire hotter. 
if you do, something happens. And God may give you something even during this message. We say, oh, I want to do it around Christmas. Yes, Christmas is a great time. But really the message we're speaking about today transcends throughout the Christian's life. Way after Christmas on December 25th, which is letting God's love flow through us as he indwells in us because he is the source of all love in every single way read a story about a little guy named Chad. He was handicapped, and he barely had, had hardly any friends at school. He struggled in communication, and Valentine's Day came, and he came to his mom, and he says, Mother, I want to make a Valentine for every single child in my class. And the mother said, well, how are you going to do it? He says, you're going to help me, Mother, because he couldn't make them. And so for the next several evenings, they made 35 Valentines. But mom was helping with a heavy heart because she knew that when Chad went and gave out those cards, they would not remember him like he had remembered them. And she got, the, got it all ready and Chad left for school and he took all of those 35 cards and mom decided I'll make him his favorite cookies because he's going to come back so heavy that I'll give him his favorite co cookies and a light and a load that no one remembered Chad, but Chad remembered them all. And that, that evening as Chad was coming home for school, as you mothers would know, she got her eye on her son coming and she watched his, his walk and it wasn't quite the same, but she walked what, watched how he was walking and he was walking to himself and just muttering over and over and over and over. She did not know what he was saying till he got really close to her and she saw the smile on Chad's face and the joy in his voice when he said, I was not able to miss a one. I gave them all away. Every one. Every one. Every one. You've noticed this about love, and when Paul speaks about letting the love of the brothers continue, it's not partial, is it? It reaches across some crazy lines, places we didn't want to go. Friends, we didn't think we needed. I have wondered, you know, right here in a church like this, if, if uh, God's children could just, uh, just at this time, what if we invited one person in our house that just didn't fit? I remember maybe it was last Thanksgiving we did, or the week, Thanksgiving before, and the house was packed over at our, over at our, our, our children's house, and here he comes. It changed the day, but it was still what God wanted. It was still what the Lord wanted. And, and we, we look at this and we see this great truth that as we go back to the Amazon River, God is in us. He indwells us. He is the source of all love. But we want to end uh, this message as we get down to that 17th verse. By this love is perfected with us that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world and I don't know what you make out of that, that his love is perfected in us when his love flows through us. You see, he doesn't ask us to do vague things. We can't love. The word of God teaches we don't have that capacity. All he asks us to do is let me love through you. Acknowledge my presence and my power, and I'll love through you. I will love impossible people in impossible situations, and I'll keep loving where you can't love. 
And here, John just simply says, and it's so beautiful, his love is perfected with us. And then all of a sudden he says that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. You know, I get a picture when Jesus comes back, the people that are going to really be longing for Jesus' return and just can't wait and are so excited are going to be those who've enjoyed the love of God flowing through their life throughout this age. God's love in us, through us, blessing, healing, encouraging in so many ways. I have one last verse with, to leave with you this morning in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. You'll see it in your screen, I believe. Paul has been speaking there to that church about putting on and putting off. But I want to leave us with you as we look at this this mighty flow of love that God just simply says, oh, what I could do through this church. I could do through this person. Oh, what I could do through my people. And let God speak to you as we read this together. Bearing with one another. And forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Sometimes like me, when you take a subject like this, it might get overwhelming. All of a sudden, you, go out, you say, Lord, I don't know where to start. I mean, the, the kids, the grandkids, the in-laws, the stepchildren, uh, I don't even know where to start. I, I want to give us one thing as we look at that verse, and maybe this is where God begins with all of us. What could God do with just one simple response of love during the season? One just one simple response. Maybe God has put it in your heart this morning. Um, I, I really should write that letter. We should have those. I should get, get connect with that person. Take them out for coffee. Something. What could God do with one simple response? When you think of an act of extended love, that one simple thing, love definitely blesses. We see this. It spreads. It multiplies. It grows. And it goes on and on and on. And what began at the headwaters of that river, and I want to put that picture back up here one more time. Because when you be began at the very headwaters of that river, all the way to the left in Peru, it's going to run all the way out through Brazil, out through the jungles, out through the poverty, and it's going to pour into the Pacific Ocean. You would never imagine at the early parts of that flow it would ever be what it is. This is true in every life here too. And what God could do with each one of us at a time like this, maybe in someone's situation, I don't know what to do. I really, if I came to you and made an appointment, I wouldn't know what to do. I hear this all the time and I don't have an answer. But there's always one thing you can do. You can always pray. You can always love in your heart. You can always forgive. You can always be kind. You can always do that by God's grace, but the power to do that 
is through him indwelling us and loving through us. And then there's that great overflow. And think about how far that goes. Every swimming pool of water that hits the the Atlantic is going to bless somewhere else. It's going to go up as rain again. It's going to go out somewhere else. And love keeps going like that too. To you parents and grandparents that are here, there's one gift you can give the children that is uh, so profound, even at Christmas. Leave a legacy of love. A legacy that you loved. You loved unconditionally. You loved without partiality. You loved in kindness and you loved in forgiveness. You loved. You loved and loved and loved. And as it, as it goes out there, there's going to be a blessing that just keeps extending beyond. What's really amazing, you might know this, but down there in Berlin is Kyle and Krista Fox, a couple we support. It's down there, right there in Berlin, Brazil, on the far, just to the far right of the map, who's sharing the love of Jesus with the nationals right down there, right now, just coming out of church this morning. They rely on a church like us to support them. We're partners in that ministry with them. But they're sharing that love too. You see what happens with love? It just keeps on going. And it keeps on spreading. And God is glorified. And may his name be lifted up. And may his light continue to shine. After it goes out here, that it will continue to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. Because God's children are allowing him to love through them. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love. I thank you, God, that you are, you are love. You are love in every way, and we're still learning of that love, Lord Jesus. We're learning the height and the depth and the, the width of that love, how deep you go, how broad you go. Lord, open our hearts and lives to you more. Lord, we are learning, even as you have taken time this morning through your spirit, uh, to use even me as a little vessel to just teach more about the channel of your love through your spirit as you indwell us. Oh God, we want your indwelling. We seek it. Lord, if there is anyone here this morning that does not know that you indwell them, that does not have that assurance that you are love and that you live within them, and as you abide in them, they abide in you. I pray that before this service is over, and they leave this place, they could come forward and come to you, Lord, as a great lover, shepherd, and bishop of their souls, and, let, and learn more of your love, and may your love flow in to them. Oh, Lord, I pray that... Uh, your love would just increase and abound more and more in knowledge and all judgment in every heart here. It would just spread, Father. Where you want it to go, Lord, let it be. Take down the walls that keep us from letting your love spread. Help us to go to the needy, to the suffering, to the poor, to the hungry, to the thirsty, to the forgotten and overlooked, Lord, of this world. Give us as your church that heart. Because that's who we are as you've came to us with your love. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.